When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin and with me, as always, is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming. And today's guest is a stand-up comedian who's appeared on Conan, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and Comedy Central Presents. She also co-hosts the podcast I Love My Kid, but... A show where very funny, very loving parents get together, turn on the mics, and roast their annoying children. But most importantly, and I'm calling it here now, she is a top 10 most famous Indiana Pacers fan. It's Megan Gailey. Megan, welcome (laughs) to Is This Good? Thank you. And that last credit, perhaps the most important. Do you agree? I fully agree, but I went to a game last week. You know, they sent me, they have these new in-season tournament jerseys. Mm -hmm. So they sent me a custom jersey with my last name on it. Very, very nice. And like a gift gift box and everything. And then I went to a game last week and they have this thing where there is a race car on the court and then a notable person revs it up and I was not asked to do it. And while I was there a former MLB pitcher who I'd never seen or never heard of was the one doing it and I was like I brought it up a lot I brought it up a lot uh MLB pitcher that that wait do they have an MLB team sorry I'm racking my brain no we don't okay, even right. have we, oh, wow. we have okay. a AAA. we have the Indianapolis Indians who have not been renamed um, and I think are the feeder for like the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like it's very confusing, but we don't even have a major league team. But he was okay. from Indianapolis like he grew up there. But see, I didn't even know about this guy, a guy whose name we haven't said yet, mostly because we don't know it. Um, no. Because now I have to add him to my list and I don't know if you're going to get knocked out of the top 10. I don't think so. I, this man is not famous. There's no, there's absolutely no chance. <laughs> what, but I'm like, throw, okay, can, so they can play you throw like, 99 high heat? Mm, <laughs> not anymore. But there's like, what? I mean, they play probably 35 home games. I'm like, so that means you got to find 35. It's almost like throwing out the first pitch, but it's like, uh-huh. well, now we're, my dad's going to be doing it. Yeah. Or someone that won like the state science fair or something like that. Um, yeah. who, who's, who do you think is number one? Um, probably Letterman. I don't yeah. know how big of a of a Pacers fan he is. I know Mike Epps is a big mm-hmm. Colts and Pacers fan. Um, so we're like still in the comedy world. Vivica A. Fox is from Indianapolis, yeah. but I don't know if she loves them jane Pauley. i mean like these are these are names but like i'm not i'm not blowing anyone over letterman is definitely like you know our flagship celeb yeah well i was i was looking up some lists um and you know like when you look up the lakers let's say 
you know, yeah. for instance, your husband, CJ, who's been on the show, who we're going to get to in a second, he's a Lakers guy. He It doesn't really even matter what he does in his career. He should probably give up now because he's never doing the equivalent of turning on the car at, at no. Crypto.com. No, 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 they, um, no. There's, he has to get to like Jack Nicholson level and, and he's pushing 40 so he's not going to get there and and i don't i say that with love of my own self because that means i'm also not getting there as jack nicholson's wife okay right so i'm seeing Babyface as a pacers fan yeah baby's face is from indy mm-hmm. okay jesse eisenberg um i don't think so <laughs> i mean if they say so sure and uh, <laughs> this must have been an old list because uh, Jared this name Fogel. Was on it. Jared Fogel. Jared Fogel. Yeah. yeah I knew so it I, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I used to see him at a lot of Pacers games. He's from Indianapolis. Um, he went to IU and like started the Subway Diet when he was at IU because he ran a porn library out of his dorm room and there happened to be a subway attached to his dorm and so that's why he started eating subway so much because so he didn't have to go that far so he could still be attentive to his porn library <laughs> he must have been quite a curator i mean what was he I, do- well but hold on was this known was this known in retrospect like post allegations and all this Oh, pre and post, he, like, he, people would come and rent porn from him. Like, he was, wow. he was like, he was like a oh, blockbuster This is physical porn. media. This is yes. VHS. Yeah. Yes. Okay, That's this is what we need to get leave. back to. Right, yeah. Megan? Because now you put your show yes. on streaming service, they might take it off. We need physical media. Yep, Jared and we need a man running it. Uh-huh. So I used to see him at a, his dad's actually a, a pediatrician or was probably retired or deceased now, was a pediatrician in Indianapolis that many of my friends that was their childhood doctor. Um, so when he was like at the peak of his fame, you know, I did have to, I was, I did have to be behind him in line celebrity wise. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, so, he's out of there, and he ain't coming back. I so know. Kind of a kind of a nice break for me. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're good. Uh, we're good on that one. Um, I want to ask you about your your podcast. I love my kid, mm-hmm. but you co-host with Kurt Brownaller and Chris Garcia, mm-hmm. and um, like for instance, I just saw you post on Instagram that your child puked uh, at a Benihana. Yeah. True. Yeah. Puked like okay. four four to five times. Wow. Four to five. Like in a row or like, did you think, yeah. oh, so he, we need to... he puked on me and then he puked on like a different part of me and then CJ <laughs> stood up and then he grabbed him and then he puked on the front of CJ, the back of CJ. I think a little splatter got on my mom. We had to be <laughs> rushed through the kitchen. Like the waiter like appeared and was like, come with me. And we went through like the kitchen, like we're in the mafia running away from the police so we were <laughs> taken through the back alley kitchen directly into a family bathroom then my mom brought the car up and we ushered the child immediately outside wow um so in that tear was there a part of you that was going like yes content um you know sometimes i don't think there was a lot of times like the post uh the the post meltdown will be of that. But in it, I'm honestly just like so numb. Like it, it truly feels like 
I have an out-of-body experience where I have to turn like myself who knows what's happening in the world off and I become just that that like car lot dancing woman of just going through the <laughs> yeah, motions yeah. of having puke on me while there is hibachi happening everywhere. <laughs> so it's like I am present physically, but emotionally and mentally, like probably not there. And what and was then going I, on? And then I what tap was, back in. What was the puke? Uh, what What was it related to? Was it just a random baby? JD, do you have kids? Do you yeah, have kids? I have two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know how sometimes they just puke. And there's no yeah. rhyme or reason. We were like, maybe it was the smoke. Maybe he got a piece of rice. But, like, he's kind of a puker. Um, right. And so there's there's a cough that he gets that I'm like, well, this is going to happen. <laughs> so I knew he was going to blow for a little bit. He made it past the uh, volcano, the onion volcano. And then he said, I think I've seen all I need to. And I'm going to Ralph everywhere. Mm-hmm. Wow. You got your own little Mount St. Helens over there. Um, <laughs> it is. It's, it does seem like it's good to get guests, though, right? Because I, I, I looked at, at the roster, a lot of really great comedians, but it seems like parents generally want to be talking about their kids. But you know that thing about, like, uh, no one wants to see your kids, uh, you know, the pictures that are in your wallet. But this is a place where yeah. they can come on and they can only talk about their kids for, like, an hour. And they could just freely bitch about them. And the, the more bitching, mm-hmm. the better, I would say. Yeah, we have had people come on that are like, it's really quite lovely. And it's like, that's really not what we're here to do. Um, And I think like at the core of it, it's not even like we're bitching about our kids. Like it's like my son is one and a half. He's a true blessing, an angel and the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. But the things that go into parenting are absolutely terrible. And that's not Mm -hmm. his fault. That just is what being responsible for a child is yeah yeah well like the I, the sklar brothers said on, on on a recent show that i listened to they said yeah we love our kids we just don't like them and that makes sense yeah. to me yeah <laughs> uh, yeah they said living uh with their teen daughters is like having to live with your greatest internet troll um and it and like that's tr- <laughs> it's like it has given me new perspective because it's like oh yeah i make fun of every single shoe my dad has ever ever worn (laughs) and it's like this man did pay for my college you know like i am being kind of a bitch um one thing i want to know is did you actually have a feud with cameo or because i just saw you i don't know if i saw you tweet that Mm -hmm. or something and i was like is this just a bit or did you actually have a feud with the famous site where you can pay someone twenty dollars to wish your friend a happy birthday Um, so yes and no, um, cameo deactivated my account for lack of like producing the videos, but they deactivated my account the day I gave birth to my child. So the reason I had not been producing the videos was because I was nine and a half months pregnant and I didn't want to. And like, I wasn't, I wasn't unable to, I just was like, no, I, I'm not making a video right now. You know, like I'm dilating. So <laughs> they happened unbeknownst to them to deactivate my account. So then joking, purely joking as like a, a wink and I'm being silly. I posted a picture of me like holding my baby and was like, good news. I had a baby, bad news. Cameo deactivated my account. And then, (laughs) and then they been, then they were all up in my shit. Like, we are so sorry. Uh, Please come back. You know, Ms. Gailey, please. 
Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm not trying to get you guys canceled. Like, I was truly just, like, making a joke. And these things, like, aren't even related. But I'm that you're not in trouble, Cameo. I'm not going to sue you. Um, we are all good. But now that it is the holiday season, I was like, you know what? I'll go back. I'll go back. And I made one right before I got on here. Oh, <sighs> nice. Perfect. You already yeah. had the computer set up. Why, why not? Um, I had the so hair and makeup. Earlier, so. Yeah, you had the hair and makeup <laughs> from an earlier podcast. You've been busy today. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you a question about your husband, CJ, because like I said, he was on the show. And mm-hmm. uh, as we're about to get to, I'm going to ask you some questions and I'm going to ask you, are they good? And the first question that we asked CJ was, having a work wife, is this good? Oh. And before I tell you what his answer was, I just would like to know what your... Um, what your opinion on them is. Work wives? Yeah, like just just briefly, just like if CJ came home and told you such and such is my work wife, how would you feel about that? Yeah, I don't think I would like love that phrasing, but mm-hmm. for there to be another woman in CJ's life who is like doing shit that I don't then have to do, that is awesome. (laughs) Like, he's had multiple women that have worked with him and for him, and I love them. And if anything, when I see them, I'm like, I I know what you're going through. Where it's just like, yeah, he never is, like, turning in his receipts when he's supposed to. He, like, forgot his coffee on top of every car in the parking lot. (laughs) Whatever sort of insane thing he's doing, sometimes it is nice to just have another gal there that's like, wow, I can't believe you married this man. (laughs) Okay, that's that's more positive than I thought you would be because I went back and listened to it, wrote down exactly what he said. He said, "Okay, absolutely, I'm 1,000% on board. I think it's great, not just good. I know the show's not called Is This Great, but I think it's great to have a work wife. And, but then we start talking about it more and start talking about how, you know, a lot of people end up spending more time at work than at home. And yeah. if you sort of make your wife feel like, oh, we have all, I have all these laughs with my work wife. That, no. You know, Mm-mm. blah, blah, blah. And then he started going, you know what? I've, I've changed my position. I fucking hate it. I hate the term work wife. And then he was like, "Uh uh-oh, I just realized that I kind of met my wife while working with her. And uh, so he, well, not met, sorry, not met, but hired you for a job. And that's where the the romance started. Says him, says him. I was unaware. He was having a romance. I was unaware. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's not what he said on this podcast. And that's the official record. This is, I know, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's why he needs a work wife to be like, no, Megan was not flirting with you. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, he'll never know unless, you know, I guess he comes back on and, and uh, we bring that up. But uh, just some very quick housekeeping. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash is this good. And of course, you could send topics for future shows to is this good pod at gmail.com. So, Megan, the premise of the show is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic and you tell me if it's good. Here we go. Okay. Ryan L asks, Saying hi to random strangers, is this good? So he wrote an, a little email and it says, when my wife and I go on walks, I try to say hello whenever we pass by someone. My wife thinks this is kind of cringe. I think I'm just being a friendly neighbor, but is it good? So what do you think? I mean, I know you're, you're from the Midwest, so that yeah, so makes me feel it, like you might, yes. I talk to everyone. Um, I, I, I think it's very good, especially in your neighborhood. These are your neighbors. You want to know them. Like, 
we don't need next door. We need to just know the people that live on our streets. So you can text them and be like, what the fuck is happening? And then you don't have to hear a racist 80 year old say something about the garbage man. You know, like <laughs> if you are talking to people and knowing them on a personal level, then like you get to like be on less apps. Mm. Mm. Then you can ask people in person whether it was fireworks or gunshots. Exactly. So I talked to everyone. That's obviously like I used to do it in New York City. Like I've lived in Chicago, New York, LA. Talk to everyone everywhere. Okay, but would you say LA is the least amount of strangers talking to each other city you've been in? No, I think New York. You think New York? Beats yeah, it. because New York, you can like be on the subway and have your genitals like in someone's face and you are not speaking to them. Mm. Like you are like mm. have to be physically close to people in New York and you are not communicating. So would you say that the higher the population, the less chance of hellos? You know what I mean? Like in a small town, it feels like everyone's saying hello. Yeah, I think it honestly depends geographically too, because like Chicago is a densely populated city and it's pretty friendly. Um, so the Midwestern cities, I think, are saying hello, but I don't know what's like the most densely populated. I, I didn't realize uh, how how populated Mexico City was. I bet sure. they're saying hello, though. I bet they are. Mm. Or hola, you know, probably not. Oh, but they're, right. they're own, yeah, yeah. their own version. Yeah, of and people say hola to me. Um, I mean, a woman yelled at me outside of a Starbucks today. It's like, I will take any form of, like, human interaction as a win. Oh, okay. So so then, it's just, so I do, why do you think we're not saying hello then? Because I would not say it's a common occurrence. Like, if if I was just walking down my street, uh, living in, in Glassell Park, just to make it specific here, no one would say hello to me. Yeah, I guess it may be slightly different. Like, if you're on a walk... Like that, when you're on a walk, to me, that's a different thing than like, I'm walking to go to UPS or I'm walking to my car. But like when I'm on a walk, I'm usually pushing a stroller. Mm -hmm. um, and before I was pushing a stroller, I was pregnant. And before I was pregnant, I was just a loose white woman out in the world. So it's like, I am trying to like connect with people so they don't kill me and or my child. Hmm. Oh, okay. So, that's it. so you're trying to say, I'm not a threat. I'm very friendly. Uh, please bestow kindness upon me. And, and if you see someone being a threat to me, maybe I said hello to you two minutes ago and you'll help me. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's a safety thing. I mean, what about you, JD? Are you saying hello to people? Well, Matt, as you know, I'm in Atlanta, so people are saying hello to me before I even have a chance to say hi to them. But I, yeah, I am. I, I will, I've gotten into the habit. I've been here for 10 years, and I grew up in Toronto where you did not engage at all. It's sort of like New York. Wow. So, yeah, but now I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm nodding. I'm saying hello. How mm -hmm. you doing? That kind of thing. Exactly mm -hmm. like you said, Megan, you got to know your neighbors and uh, – yeah, we got a very odd collection of people that live around us, and uh, it's great to actually know their names. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. do you like a, Megan? Do you like a store hello? Like you walk into a store, you get a greeting. Yes, and you know, you, yeah, yeah. I want to, and and like I don't think you need like a Walmart greeter, but like yeah, if I'm <laughs> going into a shop, and and I think they're being friendly. On one level, I think another level they're doing is, I see you. 
Yeah. So don't right. get your sticky fingers on the cashmere. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I am saying hello to so many people that it's like a treat of CJ's when people don't say hello back to me, which happens. Right. You know, yeah. like, when they be reject like, your hi, hi, and they just fully ignore you. See you. Right. Like, sometimes they don't hear you. Sometimes there's a language barrier. And sometimes they're just like, I'm not fucking talking to you. And you're like, okay. And like, that's fine. I don't even, oh, that's, that's you. That's me. We're all good. So are you doing all, all the kinds of, like, are you getting to a red light, turning to the person next to you, waving, uh, someone drives no, the same but car I as wave, you, you, you salute? I ask, <laughs> I don't do that, but like, when I'm asked, like today someone didn't even let me in, I just sort of had to like force my way in, it's LA driving, and then I wave to them still. Like, I am still saying like, uh, Like sarcastically? You. No, no, I'm being oh. like, Thank you. You didn't hit me. Um, I am when I see when I see like one person taking a picture of another person, I am walking up and going, do you want me to take a picture of both of you? Uh, some of it, too, is like I, I traveled Europe alone and I've traveled alone doing stand up a lot, too, that like mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable eating alone, going to the movies alone. Like I don't it's not like, oh, I'm alone at this restaurant, so I'm alone. It's like there are other people here. They're just not they don't happen to like be at my table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm trying to get better at hellos. The one place I will always give a hello is hiking. Like, you know, out on the mm -hmm. trail, you're passing someone. Mm -hmm. Always give a hello. And it does drive me up the wall when people do not respond to me. I think it's so rude. Yeah. It's like we're all yeah. we're here, we're outside, not a threat. It's, you know, especially when you stop to give someone the right of way, like let's say you're coming down oh, and they're walking yeah, up, that, and they don't—they yeah. just walk right by you. I'm like, yeah. Do you not realize the incredible <laughs> sacrifice no. I just made for you? That's very annoying. I do—I do not want to become my parents, though. Like my dad, you will—if you were on a hike with him, you would think he like ran into someone he knows. So be like, "What's up, big fella?" Wow, how much do you bench? And it's like, no, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Like, you can simply, like, it's it's when it starts to be like, hi, new sentence, that it's like, no, we, we this is a one sentence interaction. Right. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to be complimenting people's calves or commenting on their pits that is, or anything like that. Oh, that's my dad. That's my dad. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we poll people before the show just to see where they're at. And 69% of people said saying hi to random strangers is good. So we're all Great. on the same side there. Related question here, though, because someone also just asked this. Alex H. asked, waving at babies, is this good? So they wrote and said, sometimes when I see a baby in a stroller or shopping cart, I like to give them a little wave, a smile, or a funny face. They mostly stare back at me in confusion, but sometimes they smile back, and it's a wholesome moment. Ever since having a child of my own, I've enjoyed thinking about the miracle of life, and I like to think that expressing my fondness for the innocent of youth through a smile or a wave is a harmless gesture. On the other hand, some parents might find it off-putting that a random stranger is staring at their kid. Should I stop? It never made me uncomfortable when a stranger in the grocery store would compliment my baby or wave at her. But then again, it was mostly women and elderly people who did it. Does this gesture come off as outdated or creepy? What do you think, Megan? I'm talking to every baby. Okay. I leave no baby behind. Like, I'm... I'm Ooing, I'm awing, I'm finding out how old they are. I'm telling them I have a baby. And like, I've like, I just like, 
I love babies and I think they're so cute. And I think if the baby doesn't smile, hilarious. If the baby smiles, love it. Like there's no reaction to babies. If it starts crying when I look at it, I pure comedy. Um, <laughs> I honestly get offended when my baby is like in the grocery store and someone does not look at it. Like, it's mm -hmm. like, you just, oh, your life is so blessed. You're just seeing adorable biracial babies everywhere. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, because most biracial babies are black and white, and yours is black and Filipino. So definitely, black, not I mean, white, of those. And, white and Filipino. White, yeah. <laughs> but oh, like, well. if it was black and Filipino, I, that would be cool. That would definitely be a magic trick. <laughs> What's what? What was his work wife up to? Uh, yeah. What about when you have your baby? Are people constantly coming up to you and giving you advice that you don't want? Like the smile at the baby is the pretense to get in and tell mm. you something about nutrition or sleep training. Yeah, I mean, like I would say rarely. I think the word is out that people don't like that. Um, I I also think like if the child is like having an issue in public that probably like you should do this. The first time we were flying with him, definitely like at the airport, mm. there were definitely people being like, you know, you should feed him while we're taking. It's like, I know, like I've seen a blog. Um, so that does. But I, I think that's less so. And I think it's like mostly the older generation. Yeah. Yeah. Though I have to say, I was speaking of planes on a plane next to a woman traveling solo with her baby, and the baby was just on her. And yeah. she was struggling to like hold the baby, reach under the seat into the bag, and grab a wipe and Impossible. a diaper. And I was like, oh, do you need any help? Like, do you want me to hold the baby while you do that? And she was very much no, did not want me to participate in any way. And I think like hmm. this guy that's writing in, like you're saying, like, oh, I leave no baby behind, we'll smell out everything. Could it be different for a like thirty absolutely. to forty-five year old yes. man? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, 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 I think that's more of a her. It, like she may be someone who does not like help from her own mother. You know, like there's some people that just are like, I got it. My, that's mm -hmm. not me. I love pity. I love help. I am happy <laughs> to be a victim. And ah! um, so it's like if someone offers me to do something, yeah, then you're somehow now driving me home. Like I'm going to take it. But I do think it is different for for men. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's so hard to be a man, Megan. We all we all know. I that. know. I know you don't get to help <laughs> women with babies. And I know I you're know. all chomping at the bit to do it. I Because I've, I've seen you. I flew next to a 20-something man, and he kept shaking his head at me. And I do think that's because he wanted to help with my baby more. Um, yeah. Well, hey, some, some husbands aren't even helping with the baby. No? So, yeah, it is, oh. it's, tough. it's tough for men. I, I say hi to every baby, and I like to think this is probably in my head, but sometimes the parent will like see their kid is smiling at something, uh -huh. and, you know, turn around yeah. and like shoot me a look. And I'm like, they're fucking jealous that the baby is vibing yeah. with me so hard That's right it. now. Oh, I'm never jealous. I'm like, they love you. They think I did. I'm doing such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all applauding silently. Um, yeah. All right, Megan, when people need help navigating life's biggest decisions, they seek our wise counsel and we deliver an airtight verdict. It's time to settle this. So in this segment, I'm just going to read you a question that someone wrote in where they need something settled in their life and we're going to help them out. Okay. Hi, is this good crew? 
I was recently sitting on the couch watching TV. Oh, I should warn you, Megan, right off the bat. You're not going to like this one. I was recently sitting on the couch watching TV, and my wife came into the living room and started talking to me with no consideration that I was in the middle of watching a show. Half listening to her while trying to maintain focus on what was happening in the show, I subconsciously reached for the remote control and started to turn the volume up. She noticed the increasing volume and paused her story mid-sentence with an incredulous look on her face. Realizing then what I had done, I continued raising the volume to be quite loud. She took off in a bit of a huff, and I turned the volume back down to a more normal level. Things were a bit frosty for a few hours, and eventually we agreed to disagree about who was in the right or the wrong. So please settle this. I'm right, aren't I? Great work on the pod. That's Mick from Australia. I mean... I did write this person back and I said, you are lucky that your wife didn't murder you then and there in that moment. But, and, and this is just a little bit a but, Megan, I do think there, there is something that is frustrating when someone interrupts something with you doing without first like noticing the scene or, you know, coming into it slowly rather than just Absolutely. launching it. But w- so where are you on this one? I think they're both wrong. Is okay. that an option? I think they both. Yeah, like, sure. When she came in, she was wrong. And then he was wrong to not just pick up the remote and pause the TV show. This is not 1992. This is not who shot JR live. Like, I'm sure it was some dipshit Australian rugby game. And it's like, just pause it. Have a conversation. Last I had a very similar situation last night. CJ was, I was listening to a podcast while I cooked dinner. Like Mm -hmm. a good wife. No. And Mm -hmm. so (laughs) CJ started telling me something and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I can't hear you. And I can't turn off the podcast right now because my hands are touching raw chicken. So just give me a second. And so, you know, it took me probably 30 seconds to like get the raw chicken off my hands, wash my hands, pause the podcast. But they both did not utilize the very easy, like, subtext and communication skills that two adults should have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i've been in that same uh earbuds listening to a podcast fight of yeah well well i'm in the same room as you i know but i'm washing the dishes and i don't want to disturb you by putting it on a speaker i have it on speaker and cj does not like that i have come to find out recently does not like that when i am cooking him dinner i listen (laughs) to podcasts yeah, I mean, I'm I'm somewhat new, not not so new anymore as to living with my my girlfriend, and a, a fight. I not a fight, but I always walk into a room and she's listening to podcasts, but I don't know the podcast. You know, it's like I know uh-huh. my podcasts, right? Like mm-hmm. I know my voices in my head, and then I just walk into the room and like three dudes are yammering, and I'm like, who are these people? Like who are these? <laughs> yeah. I, they're not my friends. I don't understand this. Um, the the part of this emo that is definitely my favorite part is when. He says, she noticed that I increased the volume and she paused her story and she looked at me with an incredulous look. And then he says, realizing then what I had done. And of course, I think the next part of the sentence is going to be, I paused it or I turned it down. But he says, realizing then what I had done, I continued raising the volume to be quite loud. Yeah. That's, That's where I think he... It goes from they're both wrong to he is wrong. Yeah, you're being passive aggressive. That feels very passive aggressive. I thought what he was going to say is he picked up the remote and he tried to pause his wife. Uh, and then he like was like, now, click, I'm in an like oop- now I'm in an oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that's not. He said, um, I, and I think what he was 
probably like in his perspective, he's like, she's the one who created this situation. So I was trying to like <laughs> prove a point and it's like, okay, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, where are you on this one, JD? There's a lot of context missing here. What is it? What was he watching? I mean, I, Megan, you're absolutely right. I mean, no matter what it is, he could pause it unless it's 1989 and the Berlin Wall's coming down. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's yeah. a Ber- the, the Berlin Wall's coming down or the Challenger just blew up. But other than that, <laughs> like... Pause. <laughs> yeah. And, but also, what is she saying, you know? Like, what's what's so important to interrupt this rugby game? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I, I also think it's 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 fine to interrupt, but I think you need to... Do a one-word interrupt, not a full story interrupt. Right. Like you walk right. in yeah. and you're like, "Hey," and then that cues the person to be like, "Okay, I'll I will pause it." You, pa- you pause. They yeah. both just were yeah. missing a pause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think these people are gonna break up? <laughs> no, I'm sure they'll be fine because they actually like handle conflict the same way. Yeah. They're just like I'll yeah. talk louder. It's like okay, well that's gonna work. Yeah. I like the commitment to okay. Well, I've I've done something insensitive. He's saying by accident, but I've already done it, so I might as well go all the way with it. Crank the volume, and then just live with the frostiness. I, I kind of respect that. Like live with the tension until oh, it blows I over. I can't. I can't do you know it. What I mean, I mean, you say they deal with conflict <laughs> the same way, uh, Megan, but the way they dealt with it was we eventually agreed to disagree. I, yeah, I'm not really an agree to disagreeer. Like when, oh, when it doesn't I matter, sh- I'm a let goer, but I'm not in a really an agree to disagree. So I'm not a let goer. Never gonna let anything go ever in my life. That's why I have to agree to disagree. Right. Oh, interesting. But interesting. but if it's something important, like I want to come to some kind of consensus, even if I'm even even if I need to. Well, bend, it just I, it drives I'm me nuts that the person I love we don't can't see eye yeah, to eye on this thing. I'm imagining he's like you should have come in and been like hey can I tell you something and Mm -hmm. she's like when I came in and started talking you should have hit pause so it's like they're sort of at an impasse there where it's like neither one is real willing to give up who made the first mistake Mm -hmm. right 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 okay so so who what would upset you more like have you been so you were in the podcast situation but would you also run into a room while CJ's watching a game and just launch into it? Or do you take that own advice and just do the, hey, could you pause? I have paused before. I have like hit pause on my own <laughs> television show I was watching and then like hit start. And then he's, ta- and I, and I have had to say before, like, hey, I'm watching a show here. This is not, this is important. You can't, you can't interrupt me every two seconds. Right. But yeah. I also okay. talk nonstop, so I know I've done this to him. Okay. But, like, he's watching, uh, well, like, YouTube sneaker videos where it's like, oh yeah, I got to talk over this. He's like, babe, come on. The, the part where the shoe is going to spin around is coming up. Come on. Yeah, like, it's, I, I mean, and, and I'm sure this wife also has no respect for where, for what her husband was watching. Mm. Like, we right. do kind of need to know what he was watching. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. Like, in a relationship, there's probably, like, maybe, I don't know, 30% of things that you agree on are good content and you both enjoy watching watching together. And then everything else is, like, just so siloed. Like, wow, I can't. Yeah. I thought I fucking knew you and, and you're watching this shit, but that's love. Yeah. Now we're going to do a segment that we've never done before. Maybe. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm going to tell you I'm nervous for this. Oh, boy. Because... <laughs> 
The segment is called, Is This a Good Premise? So here's how I conceived of this, okay? You are a professional stand-up comedian, very mm-hmm. funny comedian. Thank I've you. seen you do stand-up in person. I've also <gasps> seen you do it on the television. Oh my gosh. And so I'm going to give you some comedic premises, and all okay. you have to do is tell me if you think it's a good premise. Okay. And there's a prize in this segment, which is you can have any of these. Oh my these God. All, you know, That's actually yeah. very exciting. Okay. <laughs> and these are, this is all A-level stuff. Okay. I, I believe <laughs> that. These are the, the Glenn Gary leads. Okay. All right. First premise. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Bathroom attendant in a litter box. <laughs> so I'm going to say No. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, but like, I, it's only because litter box has gotten very politicized. Um, oh, where there's right. conspiracies <laughs> right. that like there's litter boxes in schools, and as a professional comedian, there are certain like just even phrases like objects that I go, I don't even want to say because someone's gonna yell out. Well, they got it in my son's fifth grade classroom, and it's like I don't even. I, it's not even mm. worth it. You know? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen when you're performing at, you know, Bar Bandini or something. Um, true, but I, I'm going on the road, baby. I got to, I got to real streets comedian. again. So I, I mind my, I mind my P's and Q's when I'm out, when I'm out in these okay. red and purple you, areas. You're on the front lines of laughter and that's, and we, we thank you for your service. And sometimes I'm not um, laughing. Sometimes I'm just on the front lines. <laughs> so we have a uh, we have two cats and we have a covered litter box here, and I uh-huh. have been stoned sitting on the couch and I've seen mm-hmm. the cat go in and I have had the thought, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be funny if there was a bathroom attendant in there? Because mm-hmm. is it a human? Is it another cat? Who knows? Is it a dog? Mm. I just think it's, mm. it's ripe for for exploration here. But I understand if it's not for you. I think it would be very like visually funny. Like, I think it would be, like, a funny sketch, a funny cartoon. Like, you see it in The New Yorker, or you get, like, little cocktail napkins with it. Like, uh-huh. uh, it's just for some reason, litter box is, like, striking mm. me. I'm at a school board meeting, and everyone is mm. talking about Pizzagate, and I gotta go. Right, right. Okay, so so maybe I should be pitching this to the far side, if that, is that guy yeah. still around? Gary Larson? Yeah, is that Gary yeah. Larson. Okay, this is a sure. great far side. Uh, cartoon, but I just you know what what's the equivalent of cats? You know, uh, Davidoff Cool Water. We don't what we don't know. Is a catnip? Who knows? All right, that's the first premise there. Okay, we didn't like that one. Let's see what we think about this one. Um, okay, this one's not that thought up, but you know how like uh, Mexican restaurants will put a sombrero on your head at the end of the meal, uh huh, mm-hmm. and take a hilarious picture. Yeah, I think every cuisine should do this. Uh-huh. So, like, you go French food, you get a beret. Uh-huh. You know, you're eating pasta, you get a fedora. You go to a deli, they toss a keep on you. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think this is good. I think this is good. Okay. I great. think you. Great. I think you would great. have to be like, you know, at a Mexican restaurant when it's your birthday, they put because uh-huh. I think okay. it's like a nice. special occasion. But then you right. don't have because then it makes it even sillier that they're just doing this at a French restaurant for actually no celebration. Right, because I feel like there, there people do say like it is a, it does feel a bit icky, kind of, you know what I mean? Like in that in that Cinco de Mayo way when like white Americans, uh, you know, d- do too much to try to 
honor honor the holiday that isn't even really much of a holiday in Mexico. So mm-hmm. it is a bit icky, but if every cuisine did it, then yeah. it would sort of feel normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You get Irish. Well, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what that they is. They give you like you a get... shillelagh. Yeah. Or, or one of those like driving caps. You know, yeah, the, yeah, like, like yeah, the yeah, farmer yeah. and babe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, there you go. All right, this next one, you got to picture this is more of like a Dimitri Martin style joke, right? So okay. I've got like an, an, an easel on stage. Oh, you don't like okay. it? No, no, no. Yeah. I, no, I'm, a, he, no, he was okay. actually very, we had a great conversation when I was pregnant backstage. He was like, okay, lovely. Gave me fun um, hospital advice. Very nice, very nice man. And I'm sure very good dad. Okay, well, unlike you, I've never spoken to Dimitri Martin, so, um, but he, all right, so I got, I got an easel on stage, and I, I, maybe I say, we owe old people an apology, okay, and then I show, uh, I show this thing, uh, JD, can you put it up, please? Uh, Okay, so this, I drew this, Uh um, and so, you know how, like, we're always making fun of old people, like, oh, yeah, old people are always like, when I went to school, I'd have to walk uphill both ways, and everyone's yeah. like, shut up, old man. Yeah. yeah. Look at this 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 uh, drawing I did. Okay, so you have your house. Then you have mm-hmm. the one side of the mountain. Then you have yeah. the downside of the mountain. And then you have the school. You would, you would walk uphill both ways. The yeah. only way you wouldn't be walking uphill both ways is if your school was on top of a mountain or a hill. Yeah, I'm with right. you. I'm with you. This I hadn't okay. ever thought of it that way. And I think you're correct. This is good. So, right, isn't comedy great when people aren't laughing? They're just saying, I never thought of it that way. Well, yes. Yes. Right. It is. So that's the best kind of comedy. A knowing nod is, is, the, best you can, is the best you can do. Um, and, and I also, I, maybe I would go on to say, like, how they're always complaining that it was harder. And then I go, it was harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, because yeah. the thing is, we're going to do that. Like, I'm already there. Like, I've already started doing it about things to my toddler, you know? Hmm. How life was harder for you? Yeah. Okay. Because I I thought, I think that the life was so much harder when I was your age for our generation is going to be, I was so unhappy when I was your age, you know? Because, like, then things were harder. They didn't have phones. They didn't have the internet. Um, But now things are easier, but everyone's unhappy. Well, I think we're around the same age and like we've been fucked coming and going, you know, like we Mm -hmm. have we have a strong case to be like we got screwed every which way possible. Um, So I'm going to complain about anything I want and the boomers are going to take all of Social Security and and maybe that's how they get back at us, you know. Okay, and that's the closer. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll be doing this at a retirement community. <laughs> a okay, Veterans Day Bazaar. <laughs> the, the best holiday for comedy. Um, all right. Last one here. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll just, I'll just get into it. There's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first time someone woke up from a coma in ancient times must have really freaked everyone out. Because then they must have been like, wait a second. Like, if we just wait long enough, everyone wakes up. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of digging to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because they have to dig up all the dead people that they'd already buried. Because they don't know science. They don't know what a coma mm-hmm. is. They think this guy's dead. Two weeks later, he wakes up. Now they're like, literally everyone we've buried 
could come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what do you think of this one? I think it's good. I think it's good. A thinker. Mm. A thinker. Wow. I wouldn't say it's a maybe... thinker. I wouldn't no, call it a thinker not. at all. <laughs> no, I think what you what you hear is what you get. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, no, I think it's good. Then I think you can sort of get into the visuals of like cavemen, pharaohs. You know, they're all like visually mm-hmm. funny to us. Mm-hmm. I do some act outs. I'm like th- that. Uh, yeah. the per- first person waking from the coma was like to them the first zombie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could even yeah. get like a weekend at Bernie's reference in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure, that's yeah. always kids, kills. Kids love that. I, I do a little <laughs> maniscalco of a zombie walking across yep. the stage. Yep. I think it's yep. gonna kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that. I mean, again, any of those you want, I, I waive all copyright and <laughs> to any of those uh, premises. You take them where you want. <sighs> but they were good. I think you should keep some for yourself. Um, I don't think I'm going to do them, but... Okay, well, that's sort of a red flag to me that you don't what? want them, you know? Oh, you're saying I'm not giving you my A material. Well, I'm just like, you should have them, and you're like, I don't want them, you should have them. And it's like, did you poison them? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not trying to sabotage you, believe me. I, okay, I only want listen, success for you. If I bomb in Seattle, I know whose DMs to direct them to. Okay, but you're not you're not gonna start carrying around an easel with you, so you can't do the the no. both ways up the hill joke. I can Unless barely you just print out carry the my head. Yeah, yeah, I there I I I've never I can't do it. I, I'll make a PowerPoint. I love a PowerPoint, but okay, that's it. Uh, all right, well then, uh, you know, I'll keep <laughs> I'll keep watching, and maybe one day we'll see we'll see one of those. Uh, I don't think you've done you haven't done Kimmel, so maybe no. there maybe you could do one there. Tough for you to bring um, it up. Um, no, I have not. <laughs> CJ is at the point where he is trying to give me his jokes as well. He's like, oh, hey, you can have his act. Yeah. He's like, you can have Mighty Ducks. I'm like, I'm good. That's not really. In my, <laughs> that's not really in my voice. <laughs> OK, but that's actually insulting because he he has done those jokes on a stage. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm good. And you're, He's like, these are road tested, babe. You're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Megan, there's only one very quick thing left to do, and that's okay. play Subjective Trivia. So Subjective Trivia, it's just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. I'm really excited for this question because I think it's perfectly tailored towards your interests. The question is, what is the best sports movie set in Indiana? Okay, here are your choices. Hoosiers, yeah. mm-hmm. Breaking Away, Rudy, mm-hmm. or Newt Rockney All American. Are you familiar with Newt Rockney All American? I'm not. I'm not. I personally, whenever we had a teacher who didn't want to teach us or do anything, we got to watch Hoosiers. Um, so like I watched Hoosiers instead of having to like run the mile in gym class a lot. So I'm going to go with Hoosiers because it just like, it has a nostalgic pull for me. Okay. So in this very dumb game, you are actually not telling me which one you like the, the I know. Or which you think is the I best. Know. You're trying to get into my head. I know. JD, what, and- which do you, what do you think it is? I don't think it's Hoosiers. No, I've I don't heard, think, I think it I've, is either. I think I've heard you disparage Hoosiers before. 
No offense, Megan. No, it's I. It's it's like a fine movie. But yeah, it's I just, a good movie. I like it. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't like Rudy. I honestly don't. I know. Again, this is not about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, but no, like, but that's fair. I, I'd like I'm, to hear what you think. I'm so self-centered that I can't even play the game correctly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Um, okay, what was the the other two? Was a uh, Newt? What, Newt what Rockney All American. So, well, I mean, I think that's it. Like, to, yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna go back. I phoned my friend, and my friend was the non-narcissist part of me, and I think it's Newt Gingrich's pet rock. <laughs> well, Newt Gingrich's pet rock, of course, is a 1940 film where Pat O'Brien plays Newt Rockney, and this is interesting, Ronald Reagan played George Gipp, the star player wow. cut down in his prime by an illness, wow. and that's where the, the phrase, win one for the, for the Gipper comes from. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. not that one. It's not I don't that think one. I've never seen, seen that it. movie. Yeah, Thank you for yeah. thinking that I've seen that movie, Megan, but I've never seen it. And the fourth movie. one was what? Breaking Away. Breaking Away. Breaking Away. I'm saying it's Breaking Away. Okay. Well, the answer is you're both wrong, and there was a key piece of information to know, Megan, and JD, I'm really surprised you didn't tell Megan this. I'm five foot five. The answer uh-huh. is Rudy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I didn't want to bring that up. Well, I, um, it would have been relevant. I, I'm honestly so happy you said you're five foot five and not that you went to Notre Dame. Because I was about to be like, <laughs> oh, I, you have to erase this recording. Uh, no, I don't know. And I, well, as JD said, we're both Canadians. So like one of the things we don't understand is what colleges mean, what things to what people. Yeah, right. And right. Uh, mm-hmm. which are turnoffs. But I guess Notre Dame, not... No Blaine? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm an Irish Catholic from Indiana. People are shocked when I don't like Notre Dame. But, like, I just, I went to Purdue. Um, my parents are from the East Coast. I just, everyone I've ever known who went to Notre Dame is, like, not my favorite. And then, actually, that's not true. I have people that I've now met that are like, oh, yeah, fuck Notre Dame. And I'm like, yes, that's the energy. That's the energy. right. right. Okay, well, you know what? Fuck Notre Dame, because I'm getting into your head. I'm just going to agree with you, because I trust you. And if anyone I know is from Notre Dame, reveal yourselves now, because we are no longer friends. Yeah, cut them out. uh, All right, Megan, that's the show. But uh, where can people find you? Where do you want to direct people? Um, I would love for you all to listen to the pod. Um, We've had lots of people say you do not have to have a child to love um, to hear people complain about having children. So it is Mm -hmm. not just a parenting listen. And then I'm going to be at Sketch Fest in San Francisco. We're doing the podcast live there. And that's like the, I'll be in, when does this, I'll be in Seattle Friday and Saturday. Um, But Mm, other than that. Monday, comes out Monday. Damn it! Um, Well, (laughs) Seattle, I loved you. And happy freaking holidays. Hey, do you think you did any of the jokes there in Seattle? Pardon? Any of our jokes? Did you do any yeah. of our jokes in Seattle? I am going oh, to. Oh, great. I am. That's, I'm going to bring in. I'm Amazon great. priming an easel to my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Uh, remember, you can email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Megan for coming on. Thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review for everyone. I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. <laughs>